You're listening to The Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Well, welcome back to The Real Enneagram. A spiritual quest. We're happy to have you all today. I'm Lark Howell, and uh, I'm here with Dr. Joe Howell. And our guests today are Nanette Moodyum and Sai Moodyum. Hi, y'all. Hello. Hello. So nice to be with you. <laughs> nice we're to have you happy again. to have y'all here. And today we're going to be discussing the shadow and the positive parts of that and also the negative parts of that. So, Joe, would you like to get sure. us started with a little conversation? Thank you. Thank you. Well, first of all, I'd like to say to you, Moodyums, that the listening audience has been so positive about every podcast that you two have been on. They've gotten to know you. I think some have asked for your address. They want to come and live with you. <laughs> so, but anyway, you, you, they might you, change their mind yes. after they did that. But thank you, the listening audience. But you've warmed the hearts of literally thousands of people, and so I wanted to. Thank you for being Thank with you. us, and I hope you can be regular, and we'll just keep this up, because it feels good, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's, ni- it's nice to be part of a community that is growing spiritually on, on this quest together, so right. it, it's, it's right. a beautiful thing to be a part of. And it's so good to you. always be able to express, you know, how this has personally touched us. You know, yes, there's the definitions, and there's all of that, but you know, how it has personally affected you and touched you, and that, that's, um, that's really powerful to be able to share. Thank yeah. you, thank you. And your mother is coming to yes, visit. Yes, it's exciting. Uh, uh, you know, with all the COVID scare and everything else going on, we have not seen, uh, well, we just saw on a vacation this past week, but uh, she has not been here in Aniston in a long time so mm-hmm. we're really looking forward to coming spending time with mm-hmm. us and uh, you know obviously you know she's she's really a powerful exciting woman to be around <laughs> and you know i'm sure we'll get to meet her and yeah um, and, and you're and, already and, preparing by cooking. yes <laughs> yes uh, we did some cooking today just just for the first day or two yeah. so that she can ease into the kitchen you know? yeah <laughs> And then she's in control. She uh, uh, she loves good. to. I, I love to eat, and she loves to feed us. So, mm. um, but I'm excited mm. and looking forward to my mom joining us for good. a few months here. Right. So good. And so today we're going to talk about the shadow, and we would like to hear from all of us about it. But just as by way of introduction. What does the shadow have to do with the Enneagram? Well, the Enneagram has to do with not only our personalities, but our true nature. And when we explore our true nature, which is, you know, in our soul child and at our point of integration, we explore all of the unknown qualities about ourselves because we have forgotten so much of who we are. When we were little soul children, we understood who we were and gave, didn't back up to it at all. We just reveled in it. And then, sadly, the ego came in and shut it down. But it wasn't altogether a sad thing because the ego protected that precious, innocent 
little soul child. But in him or her, there were the hidden things that are, are down in, at the spring of our life. And that tells us our true nature. So, in a word, the shadow is all of the things we do not know about ourselves or that we are unconscious of, which would include wonderful things as well as the not-so-wonderful. You were reading something that explained it very well, Nanette. What is it? What I read said that if something overly offends you or overly enamors you, Uh that that is probably a sure sign that it is shadow, that it's your own shadow. So that Mm -hmm. as part of, you know, self-discovery and reflection that many of us do along Mm -hmm. this spiritual journey, as we end our day, if we can think about what overly offended Mm -hmm. us by someone, we can often find the projection of our own uh, shadow on that person. And and that is why we're sensitive to the fact that of whatever it is that offends us, because it is something maybe we ourselves have not given us ourselves permission to express. So, you know... How dare they express? Yeah, how dare they? I'm controlling myself. Um, you know, I, this yeah. makes me think of your, your co-host, Erica, that Erica is a type 8. And in coming to her and the teachings that I've been exposed to of hers, she is a type 8. And as many people know, I'm a type 9. And I find I have a hard time with many type 8s. But if I'm honest, it is because they are doing something that I restrain myself mm. from doing, right? You have that and eight wing. I have that yeah. eight wing that, that I have long denied. And um, Erica helped to bring yes. it out. Um, She's and, good at that. And she is good at that. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we, we do have to acknowledge that things that offend us are very likely a projection. But I also mm-hmm. thought, uh, it also very interesting, is those things that overly enamor us. I mean, sometimes you just feel really enamored tell with us, someone. Tell us the story of, of being enamored of, of nurses. Well, I and I, I don't know if, he, if enamored is the right way, but maybe. I certainly... It's something I, in the shadow. Yeah, obviously something in my shadow, but I realize that, you know, the positive part of shadow is something that very much happened to me. You know, nearly 20 years ago now, I would see these commercials by Johnson & Johnson. They had a, a promotion they were those heartfelt Johnson and Johnson commercials mm-hmm. about nurses and mm-hmm. just something about it would catch my attention mm-hmm. and I would think hey I could do that well I had never in my life mm-hmm. wanted to do anything in the medical field mm-hmm. nothing I had no interest when when I eventually did become a nurse or I told my family that I was even going to go to school to be a nurse everyone was like you're what it was mm-hmm. you know not um it was not something that I had ever expressed or realized that I had any interest in doing. So I kind of had this little seed, honestly, through Johnson & Johnson commercials. And then a few months in- into that, that simmering thought, Cy came, came home from work one day and said to me, you know, I think you ought to go back to school and I think you ought to become a nurse. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> because really, if we're honest, to our our spouses or those that we live with, probably know our shadow better than we know our shadow, right? And so I did go back to school and to become a nurse, and I I did not, and I did not realize that this was really a part of who I was always called to be. 
Um, okay, you're you're an ego type nine. Yes. That's your personality. Yes. Your soul type or your soul child is at three. Yes. How does nursing represent your true nature? For me, it is absolutely that diligence and that action. Wow. Um, you know t- that the virtue. That, yeah, that virtue of of my mm. purpose in the earth. You know, mm. I had no idea how much of it would mm. be impactful not only for my life but for my community Mm -hmm. because as some of you know I do work in the nonprofit world and I remember when I first graduated from nursing school so I I go part-time for years and I started in 2000 and I didn't finish until 2006 because I was raising small kids and so when I finished I thought, well, what am I supposed to do? I've gone to nursing school. And, uh, you know, God's been very gracious to us. And Sai has always had a very secure job. And I haven't had to work. And so I really thought, well, I'm going to use my job as a volunteer because I really want to be a volunteer because nines, you know, that gives us the back door to not be overly committed as well, to be very honest. <laughs> no <And> conflict. <laughs> no conflict, exactly. So I stay out of the conflicts, right? So I go to a local ministry, a healthcare ministry, and I find no opportunity whatsoever to volunteer there. And so... I eventually take a a job as a PRN in our local ambulatory clinic here for our hospital. And I work for several years in there. And then I decide I'm going to go back to, again, you know what? I go to a graduation and there is one person graduating with a community health master's. And one person on the whole, like I go to see somebody else graduating and there's this one random person who's graduating because this is not the normal time that they graduate in this program. And I have the same thought that I had about the nursing. Mm. Like, I can do that. I should do that. So really, literally, like the next semester or two later, I get back into school for a master's. And while I'm going to school for a master's, I meet up with this lady who says to me, don't you have clinicals to do for that? And I said, yes, I do. And, she's, and she speaks to me about the same ministry that I had gone to visit a decade earlier, mm-hmm. which was St. Michael's. So I was supposed to be there. It was just not time yet. You yeah. know? And yeah. so I found yeah. myself nearly a decade later at the exact place that I had started. So shadow can lead to purpose because yes. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it was revealing mm-hmm. to me what it was that I was really called mm-hmm. to do. Now, if you stayed in your ego, you wouldn't have done it. Of course, no, I'd still be at home. You know? So this was a soul calling. It was a soul calling, but I absolutely do believe that I was unaware of it. It, yeah. it just revealed itself, and I, you know, as I understand, this is the positive nature mm-hmm. of, of the shadow. Yeah. So, I, as like Sai said, I think we think of shadow as negative yes. or the part. I was about, yeah, yeah, I was that, about to add that. Yeah. I was about to say... There was a time when I thought shadow meant our dark side, you know, something hidden. Dark side as in a bad side. To be ashamed. Uh, yeah, but then I got this thing as I, was, as, as I was trying to understand this. It's not the dark side, but it's something in the dark, but not necessarily the dark side. And that gave me a lot of uh, courage, you know. And I'm a six, you know, and Ego my dark. thing is about fear. You know, my, my passion is on the fear side and, and my, you know, virtue is courage. When I got that, then suddenly my, my something inside of me opened up. You know, when I just got, it's not the dark side, but it's something in the dark that gave me the courage 
to go back and actually self-reflect, look at myself, because, you know, it didn't mean that I'm looking into my dark side, but really something that's hidden. So I'm sure if the audience, some, some of you guys are hearing this, you know, it's really don't be afraid by thinking that it is the dark side. Mm -hmm. Think yeah. of it as something hidden, like Dr. Howell said, something hidden and that you don't know about. And don't be, you know, especially at six, don't be afraid to take that mind. step of mm -hmm. faith and have the courage to step out and, you know, look into yourself to see what's hidden out there. There's another phrase I somehow picked up from you, I think, Dr. Howell, and you can correct me if it's wrong. You know, when, when you attach shadow to ego, it's one thing, and when you attach shadow to a soul, then it's a, so much more flourishing. Did I say it right? Well, yes. Can you say more about it? Because, uh, you know, and again, you know, as I was studying this shadow a couple of years ago or a year ago, when I first came across this word, I'm not in the psychology world, I'm in the engineering world. So when I picked up that word and started digging into it, one of the things I realized is the ego takes the shadow captive is what I came up with. Mm -hmm. So it holds you and not allow you to see what is the soul side in it which makes you flourish? Is that what is its objective in doing that in your own mind? What do you think the ego is really trying to do by keeping us, uh, especially denying on the, our shadow? Two things I, I have learned a long time ago about transparency being transparent, you know, saying stuff, showing stuff, putting it out there helps you. It's more of a spiritual practice for me. The more transparent we are, more you're exposing that to God or a spiritual uh, thing that could heal you. Or, mm -hmm. So I always believed in that. But although my ego is six, so I'm afraid to expose myself. <laughs> well, I think the ego is doing that for everybody, right? Yes. It's protect, it it yeah. tells you it's protecting you, right? And, and it, it is. And yes. it is, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it so, smothers you, too. Yeah, it smothers you. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't let you be transparent about who you might really be. Yeah. So, you know, again, when I read about it, I just said, I'm going to put that into practice, you know, in my little things in my life. So I thought... I slowly can move towards the soul, you know, from my ego side along that journey. Let me, let me take have the uh, strength or courage to expose myself a little more, or say, share with uh, Nanette, or share with somebody. Be transparent. Yes, yeah. yes, and that's helped me a lot in making me more confident and really feel like I'm in touch with my soul. Well, just think how transparent your soul child was. Yes. Because mm. <laughs> we share the same soul child. Yes. And they were no holds barred. They just were who they were. Yeah. yeah. And what a crackdown yes. happened yes. when somebody said, uh-uh, yeah. you cannot be that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then we shrank into fear. That's right. When they and, I, and the way you, when you push me, you always ask me, so how did it really, you know, manifest in you? Um, and I, I can, because I'm on the engineering side, I can tell you from my work experience that I have changed my attitude instead of, you know, 
instead of something, if something unfamiliar comes to me, mm-hmm. you know, in the past I would have said, mm-hmm. no, that doesn't fit us. I mean, it's almost an instant answer. It doesn't fit what we do or it doesn't, we don't have the capabilities to do it or so on and so forth. But now after that shadow work or ongoing journey in the shadow work on the good side, I started saying, no, let me think about it. (laughs) You know, I stopped to think about it. I stopped to say, no, we can do it. We can pull this together. We can get this. Having not ever done it before, I was able to step out in courage to say, we can do this and pull a team together. Make make sense? Yes. So that's on the good side and a, a good example of how. On the other side, um, I think, I didn't realize the shadow work, but... Uh, in general, Enneagram has been great in moving me out of all the fears that I used to have as a child. It's been a great, great way to heal and move towards being this free person yeah. that you just talked yeah. about. So it's been, it's been good. It's been really good. Again, turning, it's not always bad. And I, I think I read from some of your notes, uh, Dr. Howell, that in order to move from, move or work, do the shadow work, sometimes you need a professional person, you know, depending on the hurts you've had or uh, whatever, or some sort of a spiritual journey to do that. But other times it's things like the Enneagram that has helped me is I could do this on my own as well, that not be afraid of self-discovery. And I think the Enneagram has helped me that. The study has helped me that. That, yeah, I may not need all that kind of professional help, but if I am willing, there is a tool that you can use to self-discover. Make sense? Yeah, and that's a really great point. I think especially right now where mental health is so getting a lot of attention and obviously through the pandemic and even in these current Olympics that we're seeing Mm -hmm. that people need to do some work and yes Mm -hmm. they really might need a professional and Mm -hmm. those are available in a way that people hadn't been before Mm -hmm. through telehealth and other modalities but at the end of the day yes there is amount of work and I think that's where many of us have come to over the years Mm -hmm. in our spiritual journeys whether it be with church groups or other spiritual practices that they made us self-reflect, right? And that was the point of it is because all of us know that we're not exactly right the way we are and that we need some work. There's a dissatisfaction in us. And if you you do just personality work of the Enneagram, then you just discover an excuse really i i you can find an excuse for being who you are right well i'm a nine and so of course i don't want to be around people too much of course i um want to sit on the couch of course i want to check out of course i i'm a peacemaker so i don't want to fight with you but it entitles you yeah it entitles you to be exactly who you are but it's not very satisfying well it's not who you really are because it's not exactly who you. it's just the psychological structure yes of your ego and it doesn't mean that when you shift to soul that you lose your personality. It just means soul intensifies your positive attributes and therefore it shines through yes. your personality. Yes. And the soul diminishes the 
fixations, avoidances, and passions of the personality. And it has a whole lot of other things to put forward, like the virtues mm -hmm. and operating out of those, mm -hmm. and the essential aspects, mm -hmm. and the holy ideas. Mm -hmm. So the soul has a completely different idea about what to project through our beings. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's a much more beautiful idea than the personality alone. Well, I feel like it's an actual relief to the suffering it, rather than an excuse yeah. or a justification or a mm -hmm. rationale for my suffering, but an actual healing. And I think, you know, we. I'm really glad that we're bringing up the positive nature of the shadow, but I think there seems to be a, there's a lot of negative energy in the world right now. You know, since the pandemic, if we if we talk about issues of the pandemic of COVID, of politics, of racism, of, of, racism, mm -hmm. of the environment, there's mm -hmm. a lot of energy, a lot of, of divisiveness. Yes. And if we could own the fact that uh, what is it that so offends me by yes. the other, whatever that other is, mm -hmm. and that we would recognize that. I may be responsible for that energy. It may be me, you know, if I'm really offended by whatever that is. I mean, we unfortunately talked about situations in our past in religious circles where there was that dogmatic, moralistic behavior that was so preached from pulpits, and yet behind the scenes, you know, these leaders were engaging in this immoral activity, which they were preaching the very opposite of on Sunday. So we have to be aware that sometimes when there is a lot of dogma, that there may be a lot of negative, if we want to call it that way, negative shadow behind that. And, and these, you know, you were bringing up earlier, sometimes the people in religion and the spiritual leaders, sometimes they aren't aware of their own hidden things. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had this yeah. thought recently, and I can't back it up with any science. It may just be an insight. But I've thought, for me, what I've realized at, at the age of 50 now, who's been serving in church in churches all my life, uh, who's always had a propensity mm -hmm. towards spirituality and my own Christianity, and what I've realized in how much of that did I do in my ego. Yeah. That my spiritual life was really practiced out of egoic mentality. And I realized that that could be the very way that you yeah. could have these, if we just take moral issues as, you know, this very challenging, dogmatic, religious platform and it, that may be really no soul at all, no spirit at all, right? It could be just totally their ego following the rules of their personality. And because I've looked back at myself and just thought, how much of my spirituality was really about me finding an excuse for my personality and for a justification? Mm -hmm. And that is really the hope of the, the soul and, and that idea that I am truly more than my personality and that really it is only real spiritual practice that gets you to the real truth of who you are. Yeah. Uh, Again, you bring up a great point in terms of the, the work you have to do. Yeah. And I, I continue to go back to the shadow. It's not a one-time thing. It's almost a daily, daily. thing, almost an mm -hmm. hourly thing, mm -hmm. because you never know in that hour, in that minute, 
what hit you that made you react in a certain way? Uh, you know, I, I think I shared this with you one time, you know, the, from a spiritual practice standpoint, I would have an alarm every hour that my, my phone would buzz to remind me to work or, you know, move a little bit towards my soul that hour. What have I done to move towards my soul just that little bit? Or what can I do the next hour to move me just a little bit towards my soul? And I, I know I'm not over-spiritualizing me. I mean, I was effective some of the time, not all of the time. But it just allows you to do this underlying shadow, underlying work that we are talking about as a topic today. That makes sense? Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. you're explaining mm-hmm. consciousness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awareness, yes. as the Buddhists like to say, alertness. Yes. Mm-hmm. To the satari, yes. which yeah. is the manifestation of what is arising in this moment spiritually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just been so, it's such a, it's been such a, a blessing to be able to think like that, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully this, this kind of message comes through this audio here, but it's not a one-time thing. I, I really, that's what I want to emphasize. It's a practice. Yes. Right. Shadow work is a practice. Uh, self-discovery is a practice. And it has to go on and on. And we encourage you to do that through the real Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what we teach at the Institute for Conscious Being is Absolutely. striving to be conscious and striving to do our, our meditations and our soul work and our spiritual yeah. practices and all that, that we talk about. Because what you've described today is exactly what we're all trying to do. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to reveal the... The, the shadow of us that is positive and good mm-hmm. and we're also trying to acknowledge that that might not be so good that might be judgmental of others yeah. because we have a little bit of that in us mm-hmm. when Absolutely. we see it in someone else so we're all learning and growing together about well, this and, so I, and I would like to take this opportunity to just say it is ICB that has brought us along this journey mm-hmm. we are sitting here because of the of what we have learned through you guys as mm-hmm. mentors and and so this is life-giving work. Mm-hmm. I was recently with someone uh, that has normally triggered my shadow recently. And when I left their presence, I got in the car and I said, you know, their spirits are perfect. Their souls are perfect. Mm-hmm. They are perfect. Mm-hmm. And what I saw today is not really who they are. And in the past, I would have been triggered, offended, Mm -hmm. frustrated, Mm -hmm. tired after having been with them, right, Mm -hmm. to avoid the conflict. Mm -hmm. But I got in the car and I just let it go because it was just so easy to say that's not who they really are. And I think, you know, so much of this work is part of healing the world because healing Mm -hmm. the world starts with healing ourselves and and hopefully healing our relationships with others as we interact and then hopefully that spreads. That's and isn't that amazing when we can look at someone and think of them totally differently from the Absolutely. way we have before? Absolutely. It's, it's a blessing. Well, and you, yeah. Clark, you have somebody that's a terrible shadow figure for you. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult for you to look at them. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, because of not only what they may represent because some things they have done in the community Mm -hmm. that have upset Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, and I just have to think of that person. I have to see them as their soul child. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to pray for the wisdom and for the understanding to look at them differently. Just yes. like, and I think that it's it's work at first, uh-huh. you know, to consciously do that. But like you just described, you weren't trying to think of that person differently, but suddenly you realized you were thinking about them differently. Mm-hmm. And that's the gift in all of this, is after you practice it enough, suddenly it just becomes second nature. Yeah. And even if it triggers a negative feeling of some kind, if you can pull back and go to your soul child, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it, children, little children don't fight with each other. They might take each other's toys, but, you know, they're not really at war with each other. They and, spar and then they get over it yeah, so quick, yeah, right? They just, you know, yeah. so what? And then they're yeah. hugging each other and playing right. and sharing their cookies. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we could live that way as our little soul child's lived, mm-hmm. child, children lived, it would be totally different so when you so. see that person <clears throat> how long does it take you to go from wanting to chop their head off <laughs> well it depends on whether to... i'm tired or not it depends on if i've eaten you know a lot there are a lot of things that go into it but but really and truly when i see that person now i just i take a breath and you know i i have to say a little prayer really and thank god for a, a level of consciousness that I didn't know was available to me years ago. And then I try to look at that person as a hurting child because uh, if, when some mm-hmm. people are so aversive to you and have done bad things mm-hmm. to people, it's hard to see them the way they really are. But they are a hurting little child. Yeah. And so when I can think of that person as being wounded or mm-hmm. as being a little innocent child who didn't didn't cause whatever was inflicted upon them, yeah. then it gives me more compassion. Yeah. It gives me understanding and love and for the essence of that person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just kind of washes over me and I can... Um, so it doesn't hook into your ego. No, no, not like it used to. Now there are times when it can, <laughs> they can still come back. But there again, I think you have to work at it until it just becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a blessing when you're able to do that. So. Okay. Well, this has been a great conversation. Yeah, Thank you, Nanette and Cy, for, for being with us today. We can talk much more about the shadow, so we might need to do a volume two, <laughs> episode two of this topic because it's an important one, and it affects all of us. And um, we can see the positive things, but we can also see when we criticize someone, what what is that within us? Yeah, And that is the shadow in us that is acting out or that is inappropriate or that can be mean-spirited sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it helps us to see ourselves in a little bit more realistic way. Well, next time maybe we can speak about the shadow and the other Jungian concept regarding the shadow, which is called the trickster. Yes. So that's yes, important fascinating. to understand. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, let's talk about that yeah. next time. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you all for joining in and, and tuning in to us. I just want to remind you all that this ICB podcast can be found on any of your podcast channels, outlets, outlets locations. And so for more information on the Institute for Conscious Being, you can go to our website, which is www.theicb.org. That's T-H-E-I-C-B dot org. And you can find information about our institute, about our training programs, and all the conferences that we offer. And our next, our upcoming conference is going to be October 7th, 8th, and 9th at Camp McDowell in Nauvoo, Alabama. 
which is uh, not too far from Birmingham, Alabama. So we'd love for you to check out our website and look at our conference dates and see if you might be interested in attending one. And um, also just follow us on Facebook and uh, Dr. Howell has his daily prayers on our ICB Facebook page and also drjoehowell.org.com. Dr. Dr. Joe Howell, the Facebook, yeah. So there are many ways that you can tune in and learn about us and so we welcome you to do that and we will enjoy being with you again with Dr. Howell and with Nanette and Cy. So thank you, bye. Bye. That wraps up another episode of The Real Enneagram, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. If you're interested in furthering these conversations, please reach out to us through our Instagram, at The Real Enneagram. Or, if you're interested in our upcoming trainings or other resources, please visit our website, www.instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Thanks for listening.